everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 25th to Thursday the 28th of April 2022. Hello and welcome back. I'm Alex and I'm a co-host of this show. Notice I use the word co because I cannot do this on my own. I cannot. And who's on board? But it's only Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello, Alex. How are you? God, these the, your intros are getting much more extravagant. I like it. I, I do. I think this is uh, this is a new addition to the podcast. We like this. Alex just thinking of new and exuberant ways to introduce his co-host. How lovely. How are you, Alexander? <laughs> I'm very well. I'm I'm very happy to see your little face, Rob. I really am. I'm in a very good mood this evening. In a very good mood. Um, I don't know if it's because it's the bank holiday weekend coming, yeah, <laughs> or whether it's been a good week of EastEnders. I don't know. It's been, a, I don't know. Has it been a good week of EastEnders? I guess we find out, don't we, Rob? Did you have a fun week this week? I did. It's, it's I've been all right, thanks. Yeah, nothing much to report. Just work stuff, the usual. Couple of days off work at the moment. I've got a new T-shirt. That's about the most exciting thing that's happened. I've got a new mattress that's arrived in preparation for my new bed to be set up so that's exciting big changes happening in rob studio in, in the next in the coming weeks so watch this space mm. however mm. what's also happening is that my internet's being annoying and it keeps dropping out unexpectedly so let's go before <laughs> bad things happen sounds like a plan to me all right then let's jump right in then with where we left off last week and that is sam's story not really much to tell this week other than she's now moved in with jack after a little bit of persuasion with Ricky kind of convincing him that life's no fun without his mum at the house Uh, and you know she's basically caused absolute ruckus around the house to the point where Denise is completely tearing her hair out um, and frustrated with this new addition to their family Um, so you know I'm glad they've kind of put the foot on the pedal on on this break a little bit with Sam this week I think if it was always going at 100 it would be a little bit too extreme for the story but you know again a few choice words Uh being said um, mainly on Monday's episode, which was written by Brian Kirkwood, which is a little point I need to bring out as well. Uh, the a lot Pat Killer. She is the, she is the Pat Killer. So I've got many a choice word to say to him. Uh, but he also had a very successful run on, uh, Hollyoaks recently. Um, what did you think about Monday's episode and what did you think about Sam? You know, generally, how was it? I mean, I, in fairness, I have to say, despite the fact that it was written by the Pat Killer, I uh, I did quite enjoy Monday's episode. I thought there was some. I, th- I did. I thought there was some. Okay. I thought there were some quite good lines in there. You're going to disagree I know, early. I noticed, <laughs> I noticed your your uh, your. Well, um, yeah, maybe. I quite liked it. I quite like the lines such as, um, you know, there are two things I don't like about you: your face. Quite like that. Yeah. I quite liked um, your mum was a legend. You're not even a rumor. Quite like that. And I also quite liked um, Patrick like worrying Kim to the point where she went. What's wrong? Is it Denise? Is she dead? Quite enjoyed that as well. Maybe I was just in a good mood Monday. You know, I. What can I? What can I say? Um, why did you not like it? Uh, it just felt a bit stu- like nothing seemed to flow very well for me. I did. You're right. There were some nice one-liners there, and as I said, with Cat and with uh, with uh, with Sam, Sharon's absence was a shame. But she's off to see Michelle, so that's fine. It was explained away. It's fine, but actually, why? it wasn't Michelle, was it? It was Vicky. She went to see Vicky. Um, which then yes and then she spread loads of rumors all over twitter saying that vicky was coming back to the show goodness where they came from it's just a little passing comment yeah Yeah. no i know just some of the some of the some of the way the words were written it just felt like it kind of like just was it was a very sudden stop to things so like something was said and then stopped and something was said and stopped and you know it just felt a bit disjointed for me you know 
I know. Well, yeah, see, the thing is, though, we've never done this before. We've never commented on an individual writer's episode. Do you know why? <laughs> because no other writer killed Pat. Exactly, so. exactly, the Pat killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason this conversation... This is the only reason this conversation is happening. <laughs> I mean, it's also very strange for, and I'm not using this term as a, as a, you know, as a nasty term, but it's very strange for someone who was an executive producer to come back then as a writer. I thought that was a, um, has that well, happened before? Well, it's not the only, it's not the only person. Yes, Lorraine Newman is on the writing team as well, who True. was the, let me get, I'll get this right. She was the producer before Dominic Treadwell Collins, I do believe. Right. I'm here, boys. What would you want? <laughs> um, so yeah, so it does, it does, it does happen. It's unusual. I and um, there is a uh, a guy, uh, Stuart Blackburn, I believe his name is, uh, who used to produce Emmerdale. Right. Who's now on the writing team for Emmerdale? So it does happen. It does happen. It's a bit. It's a bit like me going back to my old job and sort of going, "Yeah, I, I need a job. Cheers, can you?" And, and they just let you in because you've, you know, you've got experience in the place and you know, and and you know your stuff. So I, yeah, despite the fact that it was written by the Pat Killer, I did in. Uh, I I thought one day was all right, you know. It, but, but I'm sure he will be back, and I'm sure there are many episodes where uh, we'll be we'll, we'll be happy to throw our thoughts into it. So uh, enjoy. Look forward to that, Mister Kirkwood. Welcome back. <laughs> we got lots to say about you, Mister Kirkwood. How dare you kill Pat? We'll never forgive you. Um, so going back, going back to the base of what we're saying, it's, it's Sam having a quiet week. Did you enjoy her kind of rocking yes. the boat in the uh, in Jack's house this week and kind of getting under the you know under the under the feet well, of Denise? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's inevitable, wasn't it? We knew this was coming. We knew she was going to start immediately causing issues for Denise, more Denise than Jack, to be fair. So I'm, I'm fully looking forward to the moment where Denise just completely loses it and they have a massive cat fight because that moment feels like it's coming. Either Denise or Amy, because Amy looks like she's ready to fly at, to fly at Sam at any moment <laughs> as well. So that's possible. You know, someone. She does. She keeps having to be pulled back from from just flying at Sam, doesn't she? Twice it's <laughs> happened now. Once, like, when she walked to the restaurant, she literally went, I don't like her, and just started going towards her. Brilliant. I like this. The new side of Amy. So, yeah, we'll look forward to that. Um, yeah, it was inevitable, really, wasn't it? Uh, and we knew that Sam was going to kind of come in and immediately cause chaos. Um, I'm a bit confused as to how rich Sam is supposed to be, because she's walking around in all these designer clothes. Um, you know, when she first came back, she was able to hand Ben, like, this envelope full of... an indis- you know, an, an 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 undistinguished amount of cash. So we don't know how much was in there. But I mean, mm. that's a Mitchell trait, isn't it? Just walking around with envelopes full of cash so that you can to hand out at necessary moments. Chicken shop thing. But yeah. Um, so yeah. So I don't know quite what Sam's money situation is at the moment, but apparently it's not great because she's now having to sofa surf. Um, I would have thought, from Jack's perspective, if Sam has to be around, it would have made more sense for her to just kind of like have an empty flat. For a bit, wouldn't it? Rather than have to, like, rather than sleep on the sofa, I f- where yes. she can kind of drip her poison everywhere. Uh huh. I think I think he was making a point there. I think he was kind of saying that he didn't want Sam to hang around, and if he gave her a flat, because that's what she was first trying to get, wasn't it? That's what she was trying to get Ricky to convince his dad yeah. to give her. And I think Jack saw that yes. as a, as an easy in for her. So almost kind of said, as you say, sofa surfing is a bit more of a temporary measure. So I think that was Jack's way of kind of saying. You can stay, but I don't want you to yeah, stay yeah. on the square for much longer because, as you say, you're going to start poisoning my son's mind. But she, he is. Mm. He's, to be fair, by the end of the week, Sam had started poisoning Amy. Well, like, all it took was cake. All it took was a cake. And Amy was like, my best friend now. And you're same. horrible, Denise. I hate you. And I'm going to my room. Same. And just storming upstairs. Same. same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Had to be pulled apart from going for Denise. Amy's yeah. a fickle beast, isn't she? Amy's an angry To be fair, girl. cake. I mean, she does... 
She is, she is. I'm looking forward to her getting older and more hormones flying around and her turning into a fury about the, the, the young Roxy Mitchell. She's there. She's there in spirit, if not in body. Uh, um, yes, so Sam's c- kind of kicking around now for a bit. Um, what do, I mean, what, where is this going? How long before... I mean, she's going to sleep with Jack, isn't she? It's inevitable. How long before she sleeps with Jack? How long do you get it? What, place your bets, ladies. What, what would you think? I, I mean, I don't think it'll take much convincing. I feel, you know, we we, we all knew that Jack and Denise wasn't going to last for long. <laughs> but poor Denise, so unlucky in love, isn't she? She goes from one man to the next on the square. And she either breaks up with them, falls out of love with them, or they break up with her. It's like, she doesn't have a lot of luck. Or they end up being serial killers. Branch out, Denise. Or getting killed by their ex-husband. You know, yeah. it's just like, it just seems to happen to Denise. So I feel bad for her. Um, yeah. <laughs> she do, yeah, maybe she needs to go off the square for a bit and maybe find herself a man and come back. Again, I yeah, Sam's going to sleep with Jack and it's going to be a little bit of a secret. I'm on board for an affair. I mean, having heard the news this week of some stories that are coming coming up in the future of the show, um, which we will talk about, by the way, if you're uh, going to stay on to the end Save for it. I Won't Want to Gossip. The first thing I did was text Rob and say to him, uh, you know what? I just want a good old fashioned affair. <laughs> That's all I want. Why can't I have one of those yeah. on the show? So That'll cleanse the That'll cleanse the palette nicely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had an affair. Was it? When was our last? When was our last? Um, when was our last big beefy affair? We've not had well, it's, uh, to think Linda, big, wasn't it? Linda was. with Max. Would you consider that an affair? Uh, I mean, yeah, I suppose it was. But did, like the what? But I mean, like the last one where, like, you know, we had a, we had a few months of people like creeping around and having sex in alleyways because that was the safest option. You know, <laughs> all the classy stuff. Was it? Was it? I, it can't have been. It can't have been Shianu. That can't have been the last proper affair story, surely. It's a soap. Oh. It must have been one. Shianu. No, I think it might have been Shianu, you know. Or was it Was it when... Good God. Well, we were overdue one then. Yeah. Yeah, we are very well overdue. This is this bread and butter of a soap. Very We overdue. want an affair. Bring on an affair. Yeah. I'll be on board of it. I mean, I remember in the 90s and the 2000s, we were yes. overwhelmed with affairs. Love there affairs. were like two or three happening all at the same time. And now there's yes. none at all. We're having a drought of affairs. Mm. I, want, I want an affair. <laughs> Bring one on. Yes. Bring one on. Would you at least an orgy? I like I like Ricky. I like uh, Ricky kind of piping up a bit more. This is nice to see kind of Ricky Ricky back on the fold and sort of becoming a character. Uh, it was another week, I think, which will you know will lead into other stuff. But I think it was another one of those weeks where the kids sort of you know played all their best cards. I thought there were some great kid performances this week. Mm. We should come to one of the young actors very very short very shortly when we discussed the Gene story. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think overall I'm not quite looking forward to seeing where all this Sam stuff goes. It is nice to have her back. Um, she's camp as a row of tents, but do you know what? That's fine. She's that's a soap bitch. She's supposed to be. Um, you know, that's just, yeah, that's fine. It's just their role. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Um, bring it on. I quite, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, uh, we have another story. Chelsea feels like she's being haunted at number one Albert Square. Um, and her and Whitney uh, kind of decided that they were going to move out, then changed their mind because they realised they had a good thing. But then... I can't believe it took them this long to work this out. Perhaps they can't afford that mortgage. Uh, Kim tries to give them advice. Um, and then Chelsea was like, you know what? I can pay off a mortgage on a part-time job working nights in a nightclub <laughs> with with Dottie. So, you know, a good outcome, I feel. But, um, you know, do you like this relationship between Whitney and uh, Chelsea? It's kind of grown, hasn't it? Very quickly. They've got a common yeah, kind I of mean, denominator of what they can yeah, I mean, be angry about. I'd give it a week before... You know, I, I mean, I give it a week before we start seeing hashtag Chitney all over social media because that seems, seems to be the thing these days. <laughs> tends to be what tends to be what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, this whole thing with Chelsea and Whitney living at number one, it doesn't feel like it's going to be forever. It feels like a sort of 
place. No. Like, it feels like, for a start, it definitely feels like they haven't got anywhere to put Whitney at the moment. You know, it's, I don't understand why Whitney would want to live there. I don't understand why Chelsea would want to live there, really. Because she now seems to have taken full, con- well, not control, but she seems to have taken Mac and Mia into her, under her arms, uh, as well as uh, uh-huh. her own child. So Chelsea's all of a sudden gone from this girl who absolutely hated kids to suddenly turning into a one-woman crash um, and just having kids. <laughs> Mary everywhere. Poppins. Um, yes, uh, you know, pulled out, <laughs> pulled out hair extensions, pulled out, pulled out a mirror, and then the ladder. Um, she, I, I, I did quite enjoy that scene where um, Whitney walked in, like could hear smashing going on in the living room. She kind of, she kind of uh, picked up a lamp, ready to strike the offender with. Uh, walk yes. in and then sees Chelsea just throwing things around the living room and Chelsea literally turns around and goes what's my ass do what I like I just... <laughs> so clearly Chelsea I'll isn't trash that it. Com- Let me. I'll trash it if I like it's my house I'm not even paying the mortgage <laughs> it seems that they had completely forgotten about this whole mortgage thing because they were given plenty of warning a few weeks back yeah. when Whitney was very, cro- very mm-hmm. Whitney was very cross and was reading that letter in the Vic and had to down a pint to sort of get over the news that Grey was for some strange reason not paying the mortgage from within prison and then didn't mention it for weeks, as though they'd almost gone, well, maybe if we don't think about it and don't talk about it, it'll go away and the mortgage will yeah. continue being paid. That happens, right? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. If I close happen. my ears and... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, that hasn't happened. Um, and Gray's minimum wage no. on his minimalistic burger bar isn't cutting the waste, isn't cutting the mustard anymore. Uh-uh. So... Whitney is now... But the thing is, Whitney but. still works on her little stall... Which can't be earning her that much. Okay. Money. And now Chelsea is mo- no. And then Chelsea is going to is working with Dottie whilst they're living with three kids. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Possibly here, on minimum I don't, I don't wage. See what the pro- yeah, no. I don't see what the problem here is at all. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they seem, <laughs> but they seem to sweep it under the gun. It was like, and they even used the line. It was like, well, with this job, Chelsea, you can pay the mortgage. <laughs> and it was even said it was like yeah. she can individually pay the mortgage on a part-time yeah. night job at Ruby's. <laughs> And, and Kim was really impressed with herself as well, with her glasses on her, yeah, with her glasses on the yeah. edge of her nose, kind of going, hmm, I've solved yet another problem. Yeah. Foxcatcher out, you know. Foxcatcher. Like, Christ. <laughs> I can't believe, cannot believe incidentally, that we are still hearing the phrase Foxcatcher. How long has uh, it been now? I can't I believe this is still a thing. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> despise it, but I just can't believe that it's been this long that they've decided to run with this. They did a storyline about a female genital mutilation that didn't last as long as this. What the f- what what's going on wrong with there? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's only, it's only a matter of time, and it's going to be the longest storyline they've had in about five years. But yeah, as just one example, that's just one story that they've only done for a short term. <laughs> Foxcatcher still going. <laughs> oh dear, Rob. Dear, hysteria's kicked in. Hysteria's kicked in. Um. <laughs> Do you feel disappointed for Kim that she didn't get number one Albert Square back? Because, bless her, I'd like to see her move back into that place with Patrick. And Patrick boys loud with him. Yeah, do you know what? I think I'd have preferred it. I think Kim suits like quite an extravagant house. I like the idea of her... Um, you know, getting all used to her new, through her bathroom fixtures and fittings, and sort of refurbishing the place the way she wanted it. And I, I, I think I would have preferred that in all honesty, rather than whatever mm. this is with Welsh, with, with Welsh and Chitney, with <laughs> Chelsea and Whitney. I, I, I don't know. Welsh I don't know Chitney. where they're going with this. It just seems Welsh and Chitney. It seems very. It just doesn't seem like this is going to last because, like I said, they've got two very, very low-paying jobs with three kids in the house. 
<laughs> and they're planning on paying the whole entire mortgage off and bills in East End of London with those wages. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Like I say, I don't see what's going So the only solution to, in my mind is that Sam buys number one. But then, you know, where's she getting? Where's she going to get that money from? But that seems like the most sensible solution. But no, see, and that's where I thought it was heading. I thought that we were going to get Sam moving into number one. I had these wild ideas that she'd come back with a partner and children yeah. and blah blah blah. None of that's happened. Crazy ideas. But then last week we said that she would come to the to go to the pub, and so now I'm kind of more inclined that that's going to happen, like the Sam and Janine kind of fight, because there was parallels this week as well between Sam and Janine, wasn't there? I thought I mm-hmm. felt that the, the lot of Janine's story kind of matched up and mirrored kind of what's happening yes. with Sam. So yeah, sadly, sadly, I don't think we're going to get much from number one, and you were saying that, so that leads us very nicely, actually, to the next story, mm-hmm. which is that Linda's back behind the bar at the Vic, um, yes. despite her alcoholism and the warnings from Nancy that uh, Mick's not going to be very happy about it. She's there behind the bar. Mick walks back in with Janine and Janine's well, made it her goal now to to tell, exactly, to tell everyone how much sex they had on their little jaunt away <laughs> while home and Mick. There's like pictures on her phone, God only knows of what, presumably of like well, Danny Dyer holding like one of those giant balls on that game show, Drop Point or whatever it's called. You know? <laughs> Go on, darling. Drop them. Um, Though, <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, we discover later on in the week that absolutely nothing is how it is happening between the sheets between Mick and Janine. And this is what I suspected was going to happen. Did I voice them? Because mm-hmm. I really hope I did. Because if I did, I'd look clever. If I didn't, then I look like I'm just jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> but I think I mentioned it. <laughs> that I don't think that they're going to have Mick and Janine sleep together at all. And they're going to keep Mick sort of... Uh, like a virgin other than Linda. You know what I mean, I, mm. I, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. she, I think just his L is going to be the only one that's kind of crossed that purely East End snow. Um, because, yeah, I suspect this was going to happen. He, wh- whatever they were doing when they went off in this little jaunt, nothing Janine planned work. She had all her sexy underwear, didn't get a twinge off Mick. Um, so I wonder where this is going now. Is Janine going to realise, is Janine going to lose interest? Because that seems like Janine's way to sort of. If he doesn't yeah. show interest in her, she he, she would take that as a personal insult, and then we'll just say, right, fine, I'll destroy you. Then I would say, if you're not going to have sex with me, I will literally destroy your life, and I will take all your livelihood away, and I will make sure that your wife's a proper alcoholic by the time I'm done as well. Seems like Janine's style, doesn't it? So I I, I mean I, I have to say I really loved Belinda stuff this week. Uh, it was quite strong. Um, I loved her sort of battling her own temptations behind the bar, no matter how much Janine was sort of n- like needling her. Um, and she, uh, well, I say she stayed strong. She did stay strong until right towards the end of the week where she would sn- snuck off behind um, uh, behind down an alleyway to have a little shot of vodka. So it is still there. <laughs> and it seems like a, it seemed like a pretty mad idea that she'd be able to get through a few shifts at the pub without being tem- without temptation kicking in, didn't it? <clears throat> Bless her. I mean, I felt bad for Linda, and she tried her best to try to sway Mick. In fact, she did a really good job, I thought, because when they had that little chat mm. at the back, um, uh, she kind of you know in- indicated to Mick that you know I know that I'm still your one. I know that you still think about me, and kind of. Gave him the kind of sexy stare, the sexy look, and the kind of wink, and then kind of walked back behind the bar. And but then she kind of she saw Janine and realised that they, this is going to be a bit more of an uphill battle. Yes, I noticed that because at one point Linda sort of turned around to him and said, "Yeah, well, it's not my fault you don't trust yourself." And then just sort of walked vampily away with a packet of crisps. 
So I, I, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Obviously, Mixville is in love with her. That that was never in dispute. I don't think was it. We knew that that wasn't just going to be squashed like that, and not even the powers of Janine Butcher are going to put are going to put a stop to that. Um, so I'm sort of. It kind of suggests what's going to happen in my mind. The the prediction I have is that Mick and, and Mick and Linda are going to realise, you know, oh, we are made for each other. Then Janine is going to kind of get wind of this and start trying to take revenge, and that's going to lead into Mick's exit. We all, we've always thought that Janine was going to be quite instrumental in in uh, Mick's exit, and I think what that might be able to do is whatever Janine does and whatever kind of madness happens. It might hopefully mean that Mick can A, leave a life for whatever reason, if he has to escape or something like that. You know what Janine's like. Anything might happen. <laughs> um, but it might mean that sort of Mick yeah. can leave a life, but him and Linda are still, like, obviously in love, so there is a sort of semblance of a happy ending. Do you know what I mean? But I, th- I'd, I'd, I think I'd quite like it to sort of go I like do. that. I do. Yeah. Because I, I think I agree with the fact that I think now I, I, I was adamant that I didn't think Mick and Linda were going to leave together, but I think they are going to leave together. I, I, I always knew that Linda couldn't stay that. with Mick not being there. Do you not think? I don't think Linda I don't can think, stay there. I don't think, I don't think the character would survive. No, because why would they? Why? No, of course she can. I think she can. I think she can survive. And I don't think right. they'd want to lose Kelly Bright okay. as well. I don't. And Kelly Bright's made no noise that she's no. planning on leaving because otherwise, what was the point in her coming back from maternity leave? Really, if she was just going to leave a few again permanently a few <laughs> months later. So I, I don't, and I don't want Linda to leave at all because there's no reason why Linda ha- necessarily has to leave when the rest of the cards are all still there. You know what Linda's like? She's a family woman at the end of the day. Oh, something horrific can happen to Nancy. Uh, oh no, Nancy needs me, or I need to stay, or you know, something can keep Linda there. Um, what happens from that point onwards mm. remains to be seen. That's in the that's in the um, that's in the land of Clenars uh, and the Pat Killer apparently. Uh, so, uh, so we'll, yeah. I don't know. I, we'll, I don't know. We'll see, I don't know. We'll see. I think there is a way for Mick and Linda to sort of have a happy ending and separate. But Mick, I think, has to remain alive. Right. But I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. I think it's going to be around Christmas time that happens. Do you not think? I think Mick's exit is going to be. That's a good, seems like a good time for Mick to leave, doesn't it? Christmas time seems. Right. It seems a long way away. I think I think Danny Dyer would want to go early. And I mean, I don't think they would have announced it that early if it was going to be that far. I, I don't know how long his contract. Like, he said he, he said it was coming at the end of his contract, didn't he? So I don't know how long contracts last for. And bearing in mind the difference in filming and scheduling and transmission True. and all that sort of thing, I don't know. The, the, I mean, they can the always extend. They know. can always <laughs> extend contracts. No, of yeah. course we don't know. Yeah, yeah this is all theories. We don't know. Throwing, but they can always, they can yes, always extend it. Yeah. But, but, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just think I just we'll can't see. see Linda being on the square on her own. But I suppose Nancy and Zach mm. are there. You're right. Nancy and Zach are there. Because Nancy and Zach There's have a restaurant now. So that's new. A bit. Yeah. Yeah, there are reasons for her to stay. But um, I wonder. I don't know. I just can't. I just can't see it. But then who am I? Who am I? But a, a small man. A small man. Uh, no. For Sharon, Very no, because Sharon's man. path seems to be going back down toward Phil's arms. To me, it feels like this. We're 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 heading toward a Cat and Sharon showdown once Sam's been moved out of the way. Because I think Sam's going to be moved out of the way to be then the Janine Sam story. So then that makes room for then Sharon and Cat because they've made no. They kept alluding a lot last week that Sharon is now thinking it, Sharon is obviously still in love with Phil, hence why yes. she's helping him out yes. so much. I feel like they're, they're kind of planting yes, planting the seed for that. 
Uh, gosh, gosh, we're putting yeah, out some theories this week, aren't we? <laughs> I, I think all that, yeah, because I think I think what they're I think that what they're doing with um, Cat and Sharon is they're they're basically going to try and recreate the whole Pat and Peggy thing, aren't they, with Frank? I think that's the I think that's the general tone of what they're going to do. Yes, oh, and there will God. be a scene. Phil ain't there will Frank. definitely a hundred. No, he's not. But there definitely will be a scene where one slaps the other and the other. they'll do something like, I can guarantee it. I can see it on they the horizon are, there's going to be some sort of you bitch you cow moment between Sharon, between Sharon and Cat. both would be great at it because it sounds like a good old camp time that both characters would be great at but I don't know but we'll see All like I said all theories there's some potential excitement down the road so I look forward to it with slight trepidation but I, I am looking forward to it so let's see what happens but yeah so there we are Okay, so last story then, uh, before we get to why we want to gossip, and we are going to talk about Jean's story. Um, pretty much carried on from last week, Jean's kind of escalating and escalating and escalating to Friday's episode, where we had, um, as one person described it, as a film student project. Seems a bit harsh. Okay. Yes. Let's discuss I'd then. So. Let's discuss then the 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 so building up to this point. Then obviously Jean has been getting uh, more and more broken, um, and she breaks up with Harvey, puts on the wedding dress, and heads on off to the seaside um, because she wants to. <laughs> I think she wants to see Daniel again. She wants to get back with Daniel, but a few yes. things happen along the way, and perhaps that could be what people maybe liked or disliked. Generally, what what did you think? What did you think? Well. I right okay so for the most part I thought it was actually quite a strong episode I liked I loved how um, it feels like we haven't done this for a while I loved how it was the gene story was the the only focus of the episode I love it when mm-hmm. he does that and it's something that they don't do often enough these days and I, so I loved that um, Gillian Wright was incredible because she always is yeah uh, Lacey Turner was incredible. Yeah. Um, loved the uh, yes. for the most part, and I loved uh, for the most part. I absolutely loved it. I could have like, let's be honest. I'll say it, I'll say it now because I you knew I was going to say it. I could have done without the music. Of course, I could have done without the music. Yes, and I could have done a little bit without. I could have done without Jean's um, reflection glaring at her when she wasn't even looking at the reflection. So it was like we were tripping out as opposed to her. I didn't quite understand that, but you know, in all honesty, let's be fair. At one, once upon a time, that would have been a lot worse. So I'll take it. You know, it was, it was, it was good, actually. Um, you know, it was it, it was fun. It was a fun old time. I felt I loved the fact that you know the things that the show does to poor Gillian Wright. They'll send her up the London Eye. They'll send her on a roller coaster. No, they'll no. send her into the Thames. Bless her, she's a trooper, isn't she, our Gillian? Gotta love her. Knights that woman, I say. All the awards. Um, I, yeah, and I, I really liked Stacey's panic of it, um, and I liked Martin's involvement as well, actually. And I'd loved, actually, uh, the Cat and Lily moment. This seems to be a thing now, because it's not just been the one episode where Lily's mentioned it. It seems to be a thing that Lily is genuinely going to start being concerned that she's uh, going to be bipolar as well. Mm. Perfect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that. Mm. Um, other bits, you know, there was the scene where, you know, Stacey was saying that um, she was, uh, Jean was manic. Uh, and was looking for a thrill when in reality Jean went on a roller coaster and I had a hot dog. Uh, so I don't know if manic was quite, you know, quite a, a risk taking was quite the right word for that. I mean, um, but crazy. Well, to be fa- to be fair though, eating a hot dog with ketchup when you're wearing a white dress that is nail biting. I I I won't even Danger. do that. I won't do that. <laughs> so you could tell she was ill because <laughs> that's craziness. Um, what did you what? think? Did you enjoy it's just it? Mad, mad. Yeah. Mad. Yeah, I'm um, okay. So, um, 
the build up the build up actually I thought felt right. It felt it felt nice and yeah. it, it was the right pace to get there. I like that Harvey felt devastated. Something we we must remember on Friday's episode, uh sorry, Thursday's episode. I keep forgetting it's Monday the Thursday. We'll get corrected on the comments it's like on jet lag, very soon. Isn't it? Yeah, um, I, I, uh, Harvey was very upset because he felt like he made him. He was played like a fool, not on purpose by Gene, but like he kind of held on to something that, like something that he wanted really badly. And Gene going and gave him that attention yeah. that he badly needed. And although she didn't seem to care about Aaron, he still wanted her. He still cared about her. He still wanted to look after her. It's like it was almost like his second chance, almost like because he didn't do the right thing with Aaron so he's trying now to, to mm. or maybe their parent his, his ex-wife uh, which we still don't know enough about I still would like to know more about that no. that's that the one thing I wish that Had Harvey had opened to. up more to Rocky while they were eating cake mm. you know yeah learn more about yeah, his that wife been a nice... so that why he felt like yeah. it would have been nice because we could have learned then why he was so attracted by Gene yeah because they could have gone from Gene to Harvey and back and forth so I, I wish they, I wish they delved a bit deeper with that, and then perhaps they wouldn't have felt like that the scenes with Jean at the fairground weren't so, weren't so weird. I mean, there were bits when I actually quite enjoyed it, and then there was bits then I just thought this is silly and I don't like this and this is really silly. I like the, the House of Mirrors. Like there was a bit when Stacy walked into the mirror and I laughed. <laughs> I, felt like, I felt bad I for laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I really, like, really, and I got really bad for laughing to the point where I spat out. <laughs> I spat out the tea that was in my mouth when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Lacey Turner um, seemed to react yeah, as if she didn't realise what she had done. You know, and it's so, <laughs> oh my god! Imagine, then, then, so imagine if that was, was accidental and well. they just kept it in. <laughs> Imagine if it was a blueprint and just kept it <laughs> no, in. No, it seems a bit cruel. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, I know what you mean. It was a bit. Mm, mm. A bit this and that. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. It, it, it yeah. For me, it sort of balanced. It, it balanced the line, stuck its toe over the line occasionally, uh, but for the most part, I, I did enjoy it. Um, it, I don't know. It just felt. I do agree. It felt a little bit uneven in places, but I think for the most part, it did what it set out to do, um, which was to yes. sort of put put ourselves in Jean's shoes. You know, again, I thought the uh all the effects and stuff they could have been worse they would have been worse at one point um so i'll sort of take i'll, I'll sort of take what we got um but you know like i say i think the performances sold it um and i thought it was a decent script as well mm. so i think i think you know Gillian and Lacey turner sold sold it massively they were great um the bit where uh sort of g went into the sea um, I mean, it, to be fair, the episode looked like it cost a fair amount. And they sent they sent all the actors out on a, co- on a coach <laughs> and sent them off to South End, sent them to the fair, sent them, yeah. to, sent them to the beach. So, and had Gillian Wright running around all day in a, in a, in a wedding dress. About that wasn't fun. Having a great time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the bit in the sea at the end actually was the one bit which I have to say I quite enjoyed. I re- I did enjoy that. I liked that when Stacey shouted out because there was that conversation with Martin where St- uh, Martin said, "When you finally saw me." you finally realised what you were doing yeah. and that's when you accepted and you wanted to help. And so they, they did that again. It was obvious that that was where it was heading. So then Stacey, Jean yeah. started walking into the sea. Basically, she said to Stacey, oh, you know, I, need to, I need to go to Daniel. So that was really sad. And I felt for Jean at that point. Mm. And when she finally turned around, is when Stacey had it out with Jean and she finally, Jean finally turned around, Jean admitted, I know what's happening to me right yeah. now. I know this is a manic episode, yeah. 
but I just can't handle it. It's almost like she def- she was defeated and she was like, I cannot do this anymore. And then she she yeah. went into the sea and t- proceeded to try to drown. Um, it was, yeah. it, that was powerful. That I enjoyed. I really yes. liked that. I just didn't mm. like the build up to it. I, I don't mind a chase. That's, a, that's, a, that's an old, that's a real like stock thing to do on EastEnders or any soap really where two characters are chasing another one to kind of, because they've gone, a, you know, they've gone awry for one reason or the next. And so, you know, I, I dare I say a shenanigan just without the warehouse. But it's, it's, I, I, for what, for everything that built up to the end, I I was fine. So that's that was fine about. And I love and like you say, if it was any lesser an actors or actresses, like you know James By was good as well. And the the actress yes, played Lily. I'm sorry, I forget the actress's name. Um, Lacey Turner. Lillian uh, Turner, I think. Lillian know, they, Turner, I think her name is. <clears throat> okay, okay, and they, 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 all of them are great. Honestly, really, really great. Yeah. Um, uh, but if it had been done yeah. with any lesser actors, I don't think they could have pulled it off the way they did. You're right. You yeah. know, if this had been six months ago, then the effects perhaps might have been a little bit more on the drastic side. <laughs> you know, those mirrors would have started swinging around, and you would have had like oh, close up of the clowns. The going, mirrors. <laughs> it would have. We, like a, I was going to say it would have been it. It would have been it, and Jean would have been chased around the mirror, been... mirror maze by a scary clown with a, with a balloon. So let's just let's just be grateful, all right? Let's be grateful for small mercies. Yes, the mirrors distorted a little bit, but they didn't chase Jean around the fairground. So do you know what? We'll take it. <laughs> did you like? Did you like the bits when Janine was hallucinating? And like the main one was when she was on the beach Janine. and she drew the heart and the sand. And sorry, Jean was hallucinating and she drew the heart and the sand. Yeah, and she see, saw everyone on the see, sand now, playing. Yes. That's yeah, so a bit that jarring for me. me. Well, no, it bypassed right. me for a few minutes because I was kind of I, I I thought that those people genuinely were there, so maybe that's what I was supposed <laughs> to think, and we were just seeing it. For, <laughs> maybe we just and I just we were just seeing it. For, maybe I was Gene for that moment, um, because I. But then once they all went away, I Emo think what was mainly in my mind was, uh, yeah. But I, uh, to be fair, I think once the, all the people went away, and I sort of understood what was going on. I think most of my mood at that moment was, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here they come. Here the effects come. We're, we're, it's going to be a good old FX episode. I can see it coming a mile off. But, you know, for the most part, they, they genuinely held, kind of held back and left it all to Gillian, which is how it should be. You know, the whole, yeah, you know it's, they've had a habit of, they've had a habit over the past few years of letting the, the, um, the effects and the music and stuff do the talking instead of the actors. And for the yeah. most part in this episode, I think they let the actors do the hard work and it paid off. So, yes, my overall opinion on it was stepped over the line occasionally, but for the most part, they pulled it off, and I thought all the performances were great. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, is that, is that like, a, I think that's a fair analysis, really, isn't it? Like, you know, fair play, did I well. It we... felt like a nice, different episode with a change of location, because it made a change for the characters to leave the square, because yes. I swear they never do these days. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. No. Um, it felt like we were going <laughs> on holiday good. almost, that didn't it? It felt good. like we went to the seaside. Yes. Um, so yeah. for the future, <laughs> well, it's just this, this feels like the end of this. Like it feels like the climax of this story now, doesn't it? Like Jean's sort of had her moment of yes, I know I'm ill. So now what? Jean's going to mm. go to hospital. Um, her and Harvey presumably aren't going to get married. Um, Harvey, I mean Harvey spent most of the episode eating the cake because that concerned about Jean. Really, it was just sort of feeling sorry for himself. Well, uh, really, yeah. at the end of the day, wasn't it? He was just him and Rocky kind of talking and having man banter. Um, and not really worrying about Jean whilst they devoured an entire wedding cake that Jean had ordered for their wedding. So um, 
It kind of feels like Gene and Harvey aren't really going to happen now. I think I feel the main concern now that moving on is that obviously Jean's going to get the help and the care that she needs. I, I hope we see that actually because we we don't tend to see the as much of the after, after. we see the, the manic <laughs> episodes but we don't see the yeah but, but this yes. is this is a trend that's happened before with stacy and with gene yes um and I, I forget her name now but the other said Shere, her, you know there was a little bit of aftermath with her and then she ran away you know it, it just felt like um mm. hayley hayley slater uh Hayley. and and so i feel like i feel hayley. like that a bit that was a good year the hair in the card um burned in the fire (laughs) goodness me uh sorry alfie falling down the stairs hitting his head gene making tea for everyone that was a time to be alive um so i'd like to see the aftermath because i'd like to see lily now kind of conversing with gene and discussing her fears with gene because i think gene is the one who could maybe settle her fears better than anyone else yeah, massively, because what they seemed to remember, right, which I quite liked, was um, the closeness that Lily and Jean have. You know, you could sort, you could almost sort of believe that this was the same Lily who um, sort of hidden Jean's caravan the last time she went off when um, everything was going yeah. on with Sean, I think, was going on at the time. But, I, I mean, you know, maybe not completely, because I think this Lily would probably have just kicked the caravan door in. But, you know, it's, um, <laughs> it, it, you can sort of imagine that it was the same character. Um, so that's nice. And, yeah, I agree with you. It would be really nice to sort of see, you know, maybe if they send Jean to hospital, Lily comes and sees her, and then they have a kind of conversation. That would be really nice. I would like that. doesn't seem that much to ask for, does it? <laughs> so, um, you know, we'll, we'll, see, really. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Um, yeah. The other side of things, of course, as well, is what we, what we which we briefly mentioned, which we must touch on, um, was the stuff that was going going on with Aaron this week. Um, Aaron was yes. uh, stabbed in prison, is now in hospital, um, presumably will make it out alive. I'm still, I, where is this going? I don't get what's happening here because it's not like you know the prisoners are going to say, well, do you know what, do you know what, Harvey? Actually, your son's in danger in prison, so we'll tell you what, you look after him. We'll let him out just so he doesn't yeah. get stabbed. That's not going to happen. <laughs> So what? Where is this going? Like, because they didn't need to kind of keep Aaron around to do everything that they've sort of done with Aaron so far, really, in the grand scheme of things, did they? So where is this going? I feel like that there was one line that Harvey said this week where he said that because Aaron has shown this kind of resilience and didn't want the mobile phone and didn't accept the mobile phone from uh, his dad and that told his dad to to, to bin it, that he's now made a turning point and that Aaron will now stand up to the bullies. And that is that. And I feel like at that that, that, that moment, the race storyline had ended. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I felt like that was that, <laughs> and I and, 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 and I I don't know because I think that people want to see Aaron stay on, and I'm sure there'll still be remnants of it when he does come out of prison, because no doubt the sentence will be shortened for one one way or another. He's found God, or you know he's he's good behaviour because it's the same as Phil. You know Phil should be in prison for life, but he'll get out of prison next week. We all know whatever, whatever. So Aaron will get out They're of prison because I think he's a character that people way. have attached themselves to. Sorry. Yeah, I haven't. Ta- I have attached myself to it. They are Phil and Aaron are clearly in the same prison, by the way, because the because the, the waiting room that they well not the, you know the the visitors room that they use is exactly the same, and they've made no effort to redress the two. Uh-huh. So they are clearly in the same prison. <laughs> Why can we not have one scene of Aaron and Phil? I mean, you know, I guess I guess you know you get different wings. Maybe he's in a. I mean, I don't even know how old Aaron is. He's in his twenties, surely, isn't he? So it's not like he's going to be in a youth offender. In twenties, I think, yeah. Like that. Yeah, so it sounds to reason that him and Phil would be in a similar sort. As soon as they live in the same square, it would make sense that they would live in the same sort of wing on a prison, wouldn't it? It it feels very I mad think to me. So. That, that, 
I didn't. No. I let's be honest. It's probably not. I mean, happen, the, the, is it? Um, no. It would make <laughs> but there's sense, an argument there that Lucas will. is there, and Gray is there, Phil well, is there, and you know, there, there's a lot of them yeah. there at the moment. It, uh, yeah. it, this is almost becoming a spin-off in itself. <laughs> let's just be honest. Bad I mean, boys. All, all there was in the <laughs> '80s was. <laughs> All there was in the 80s was Dirty Den and Nasty Nick in the same prison, and they made a full spin-off yeah. of that, Dick and Zill, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. It all happened. So, no. I mean, their, their, their paths don't cross on the sh- main show, so... No, but I, all I will say is if the producers of the show would like me to write uh, the pilot episode for Prisoner Block E20, I'm, I'm more than happy to. I think there's <laughs> lots of potential there. So... <laughs> send it, he send, will, you know. Send me, send he will. Bell. Send me a bell. I will. There's a pilot there. There's a pilot tap, there. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> but yes. I'll do it. Tap, 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 tap. There we are. So there you go. So yeah, I think that's that's that then. I mean, I'm I'm very keen to get on board now to, that was the week, to talk about um, I Want to Gossip because we have got a couple of spoilers yeah. now. So from this point onwards, we are going to talk about stories that they've, they've announced they're doing, but we are going to talk about what you guys think of them and also how they kind of intertwined with this week's episodes and going forward. So uh, here is I Ain't Want to Gossip. You know me, I ain't want to gossip. So, as I've said on this week's I Ain't Want to Gossip, we're going to talk about two stories that were released this week that's happening on EastEnders. The first one is uh, the Ben Mitchell uh, male rape storyline, um, where the new character, Lewis, uh, has not been introduced for no reason. Um, it's been released that he is actually going to uh, attack uh, Ben, ultimately, um, uh, in a storyline where uh, Ben uh, gets raped. Um that's uh, one storyline that was released this week. And uh, the second one was that Stuart is going to have a uh, uh, male postnatal depression, which is uh, also a very rare uh, thing to talk about. Um, and uh, he's going to reject Roland and uh, also in the process, perhaps, you know, his drug addiction might become more serious because of it. Um, we asked you to get in touch with us and let us know what you guys thought. Uh, I'm going to read out one email, the first email. This is concerning the Ben storyline. And, uh, you know, Rob and I are going to also talk about what, how we feel about these stories as well. Um, so we're going to start with the Ben story then. Um, and we our first one is from Ray. Thank you, Ray. And they said, hi, Rob and Alex. I love the podcast. I listened to uh, I listened to it the day that drops when I'm on my way to work and I cannot praise you enough for the work and dedication you guys do so thank you very much Uh, while I think it's important to tell a rape storyline with male victims as male sexual assault and rape isn't talked about enough or taken seriously I can't help but wonder if Ben's character is going in the same direction as Ronnie Mitchell's where all he does is experience trauma and misery and then occasionally will do some problematic action I also just think with the recent storyline where he's being Wolfred Batman and beating up homophobe, there's a lot going on at once and it could easily turn into a mess of a storyline if it's not handled properly. I can't, uh, but I can't help but ask, am I wrong for thinking Ben was the wrong choice? What would you have done instead to tell this storyline? So uh, thank you, as I say, Ray, thank you for your uh, email. Um, Yeah, so... Rob, what do you think about this storyline then? What, do you think it's the right story I to mean, tell? I, right, okay. So, I mean, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard these emails yet. So, really interesting points right there. And I agree with a lot of it. In fact, some of what uh, was mentioned in there, I was going to say to you about this. <sighs> okay, we are in a bit of an era at the moment where Ben is sort of the character to throw all the bad stuff at. I remember a, um, a few years back now, 
Diedrich Santa, who was uh, the executive producer around the time of the 25th anniversary, you know, Who Killed Archie, all that, that sort of era, the Danielle stuff. Um, he once said in an interview that, um, regarding all the stuff that they'd been throwing at Ronnie at the time, that he actually said, used the phrase, we've run out of ways to make Ronnie cry. And that feels very relevant with Ben at the moment. <laughs> this is right. a very sort of harrowing story to throw at any character. And it sort of feels to me as though... that Now, don't get me wrong, before we go into any further with this discussion, I want to make it quite clear that, I mean, I can't speak for Alex, but I know for a fact that the show is beyond capable of pulling the storyline off. I think all the actors, including, you know, Max, Tony Clay, um, the guy who plays Aiden, his name escapes me at the moment, they will all be excellent. I have no doubt of that. I know for a fact the team will, the, the show will have researched it endlessly. All the actors will do their job and the episodes themselves will be will be good within their own context. Um, I agree that I don't think Mam is the right character to do this with because I feel like it's just a bit much to throw at one character because what we're being expected to mm. believe here is that he... We spoke quite openly about the about the, the homophobia story and how Ben's um, perception of his own sexuality um, kind of felt real to both of us, didn't we? We sort of discussed how we thought yeah. it was perfectly natural for someone who had witnessed that much homophobia to sort of be reluctant to show off their own sexuality too much. So what we've got here now uh, is, the, so is a guy that is kind of afraid of showing off his own sexuality um, to the point where you know, he doesn't even want his husband to sort of make that much noise about himself. Along comes this guy who is totally open, you know, a bit camper than Ben, kind of indisputably gay, I think is the attitude we're supposed to get from Lewis, isn't it? Um, and what we're supposed to believe is that Ben, who is going through all this, instead of just kind of having Lewis as a mate and realising that if Lewis can do it, then why can't I? We've got the own a sort of new type of gay character that we haven't really seen before in EastEnders that's kind of quite happy and sort of like instantly likeable in fact goes completely the opposite way and rapes Ben it just feels a bit too much for one character I am reminded actually of talking of Ronnie again I am sort of reminded of um it reminds me a little bit of the baby swap story where you had Ronnie, who by that point had lost, I think this, I think when James died, it was what kid number three, kid number four, something, something crazy like that. And instead of focusing purely on the emotional turmoil that that would have, that that would bring to that character, that then they then had to take it a step further and bring in the whole baby swap thing, which sort, which you know, I think the general feeling was it felt like a step too far. And for me, this is a step too far with Ben. I don't for a second say that it's the wrong story to tell for the show uh, and we'll talk in a minute about the fact that obviously this storyline happened over at Corrie and the um, the ramifications of it were really really positive for audience helpline numbers went through the roof I think that I think um, Survivors which is the charity that East Sanders is working with and I think they worked toward Corrie with their male rape story with David Platt they said their helplines went up by 1700% which of course is a brilliant thing that's the reason you tell yes. these stories what do you think? I mean, yeah, for me, it's kind of, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I th I think I'm on a similar page to you. To be fair, Rob, um, I th I I feel like it's a story that could can be told. Um, I don't think it's fair. I know there's a lot of people who have said like, oh, 
it's just Kate Oates doing the same stories again. She did it on Coronation Street already. I mean, okay, fine. She did it on Coronation Street already. It doesn't mean she can't do it again if she wants to do on EastEnders. Stories are told again on soaps all the time. I, I at the begin, Earlier on the show, I was saying how I like affair storylines. And they were used all the blooming time. They yeah. still are to this day. You know, they're just... Stories. Obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to water down the severity of of, of a, a male no. rape storyline by saying it's the same as that. But you know what I'm saying. Um, and like you, I feel like it's it's disappointing, and I feel a bit let down that they've chosen Lewis to be the character that does it because it's so refreshing. It was so refreshing to have on the show a positive, happy, good in his own skin, gay man on the show it it was a great representation for gay people and if young people are watching that it's fantastic it shows that you know what you can have a good you can be happy of course you know give lewis storylines you know but why do you have to do this why do you have to make him a rapist toward ben um it just it's it concerns me that they felt like that was the right thing to do it really it worries me that that's what they they thought that's the right direction to take and i know a lot of people have been con- uh, uh, comparing it to a tv series that's on netflix at the moment called heartstopper and i i get where they're coming from with that because that's a really positive show you know when we talked about this on the show before um you know i watched queer as folk it when i was 15 it helped me immensely it helped me in my sexuality it made me want to come out it made me want to be you know happy within my skin and i just feel like you know why they it just it upsets me that they didn't they've not they've done this to lewis it really upsets me um and at the same time concerning you know it being done to ben you know does it need to be done with ben he's gay okay fine but does that necessarily mean that he should have you know male rape david platt in the coronation street isn't gay but essentially that's the story that they told with that i mean okay it, it gives it maybe a different angle a different twist people have discussed perhaps it could have happened to callum um you know d- different people but i just i just i feel let down i feel let down that that the the representation of gay characters especially after they made such a big deal having a pride week what two three weeks two three years ago and now they're killing off or just getting rid of gay characters left right and center and then the cherry on the top is that they've introduced a really lovely character like lewis and he's a rapist and it's just i feel like (sighs) that's really that's really scuzzy and i don't like that (laughs) that's disappointing it's to, to me, it kind of feels a little bit sort of like it's it's it, you know we've discussed this before about sort of issue issue all fall down you know it's it feels like yeah. you know another issue to sort of address you know which fine you know but we're sort of in issue we we can't you know there's everywhere I think there's, there's about four different issue storylines going on at the same time at any one point this is a big one all right. And this, and what we're saying here doesn't take away from the seriousness of the discussion, all right? And it is a discussion that needs to be having because it's an underrepresented topic. You know, the fact that Survivors exists as a charity means that this is a story that needs discussing, all right? Obviously, me and you are talking about this as people who have not been through what Ben is about to go through. Um, And we're talking about it as sort of two gay men who are looking at a character that we thought Lewis was and thinking, oh great, fantastic! This is this is different. This feels different. You know, we've had Ben. We've I mean, we've watched Ben his entire life. We know what Ben's story was. You know, his own struggle with his sexuality. We've then had Callum come in uh, and you know have his own struggle and sort of. But you know, 
we had Paul, who was sort of an, a Lewis type at first, killed off. You know, it's like the show isn't yeah. isn't happy to show us those sorts of characters. It feels like the last character we had that was anything like that was possibly Christian. You know, and it was Christian, and he, he, Christian and, Said. I think, and I think even Christian, yeah, and I think even Christian was a sort of character of his time as well. If you look at the, um, if you, because I'm going going through uh, 2008, 2009 at the minute, and there's a few things with Christian where you kind of think, mm, you know, a bit, mm, bit risque, you know, which you feel like the show wouldn't <laughs> really go, wouldn't get away with these days, you know, showing Christians being mm. basically a little bit of a perv in places, which kind of was the accepted perception of homosexuality in those days. You could sort of joust that it, you could sort of take the mick out of it a little bit. You still can, but it's 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 everything's sort of altered now. It's all sort of gone to a little bit of a different viewpoint with it. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my only I mean my main bugbear with this is the fact that it's Ben, alright? It's it just feels like another thing yeah. to throw at Ben. It feel because Ben, again, I'm not criticizing Max Bowden because I think he always delivers with increasingly exhausting storylines I think for both him and for audience I find Ben to be these days quite an exhausting character in a lot of ways because it's like they are just making him go through such mental anguish to the point where Mm -hmm. I mean this is an issue that shouldn't be used as an additional anguish this should this is enough of an issue to be like that that's that's the story that is the story on its own you shouldn't Mm -hmm. use rape as a an additional reason for that character to be angry at the world. So yeah, which obviously is true. we've got yeah. limited. You know, I mean, obviously we have limited details at the moment about how the story is going to play out. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of been quite fortunate that Lewis hasn't been around this week because otherwise it would have. It, it, I think we would instantly have been looking at it and looking at everything that's happened so far. So now, if I I was quite yeah. glad that Lewis wasn't in it this week, in all honesty. Um, presumably mm. he's going to show up maybe next week or the week after and then the story will begin um, I don't know I mean like I say I don't think the story will be done lightly I think they'll do it right they'll do the story right and they will throw out all the helplines and all the people and you know and it will hopefully have the, the desired effects and help people that have been in that position again something that we're not talking down at all we are talking merely as fans of the show who are looking at characters that we know yeah. and love and whether it's right to throw this much at one character is my own personal problem with it. Fair. No, fair, fair, fair. Um, I have another email from uh, Jack. Uh, thank you, Jack. And they wrote, Hi, guys, I've been listening to podcasts since the early days. Always brightens up my weekends. Thank you very much. Uh, but I have never written in before. I really felt the show was starting to improve and think Sam's return has been excellent so far. However, the news about the new Ben storyline has left me feeling a bit off. Male sexual abuse is undoubtedly an important topic to cover on the show, but why introduce Lewis as an openly proud and confident gay man, which is a refreshing change for the show, only to turn turn him into a predator? And there are many reasons why Ben shouldn't have been selected for the story either. He's been given so many big storylines, and why couldn't it be characters like Jay or Vinny be given something high profile for once? His mum has been raped twice. He's already going through a period of self-hatred and he's a murderer and ex-human trafficker. I don't doubt that the show will handle the story with sensitivity while on screen. Uh, but this set this setup really seems misguided and borderline offensive. So yeah, I think that sums up how we both feel in that last in that second email. Um, mm. you know, it, it's an important story to tell. Of course it's an important story to tell. It just, I don't know. It just, there's remnants there of when they discussed the, when they t- told everyone there was going to be the bomb storyline and they threw that out into the world and the reaction that caused. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Is, is that 
maybe they maybe they kind of wanted to see what people's reactions would be with it. But oh, I don't think I don't it's. Know. I think it's a bit too late to maybe rechange things. I mean, no, I think they'll they'll have filmed it all now, and yeah. it's, it's it's sort of just coming, you know, soon. Yeah. I just it's it, it's disappointing in. I think just I think the character choices are disappointing in this more than anything. Mm-hmm. And like I say, nothing on any of the actors that are going to be involved with this because they will all be brilliant because we know that they are yes. because they've all they've all sort of been given stuff before. Even the guy who plays Agent already we can tell he's going to be more than capable. You can sort of tell with some actors, can't you? Which I think is why we became so quickly yeah. connected with Lewis because he was very good on screen automatically, and that kind of happens. Um, it kind of reminds me a bit of Grey, you know, when we first. Like when Greg was first introduced, we loved him because he felt different and positive for the you know for all the right reasons. And all of a sudden, he's a murderer, he's an abuser. Same with Lewis. Oh my God, you're really, 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 really positive. Oh, okay, you're a rapist. Great. You know, it's all right. Okay, yeah, cool. Do the story. Show him about the character choices. It's going to be heavy. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We're not against the story per se, but it's just sort of some of the logistics of it feel a bit off to us, I think, is the main problem. Yeah. So the second story that was uh, uh, released was <clears throat> Stuart's uh, postnatal uh, depression storyline that he's got. And we got a great email from Jordan. Thank you, Jordan, who uh, got in touch with us. Um, he also gave his thoughts on Ben, but um, we're gonna, I, hope you, I hope you don't mind, but we're going to just talk about what you said about Stuart. So uh, it says, uh, from what I can remember, I've not known a soap to cover this for a male before. So this is something very new. Ricky Champ is portraying, has been portraying Stuart fantastically uh, and what an arc he's had since he first joined four years ago. I would say the painkiller addiction storyline works well with the postnatal depression storyline, perhaps as Stuart's way of dealing with everything, but also as we have seen this week using the painkillers as an excuse not to get close to his baby while under the influence. It's sadly the case in life people have more than one thing going on at once, so I really like the way they've done this. With with postnatal depression and painkiller addiction storylines, could Stuart sadly be heading towards taking his own life? I hope I doubt it and I hope not, but it still could be a possibility. I hope and pray that Stuart makes it out of the other end with all these storylines by the end of the year, especially to give a good message to men in particular on getting help and support on these issues. So yeah, again, a good point. It's it's never been covered again. Um, I've discussed before, and you've said it at the beginning, at the top of this section, you know, issue, 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 <laughs> you know, I sometimes have an issue with issues, but it's fine, you know, um, as he says, Ricky Champ will knock it out of the park, Ricky Champ is a excellent, excellent actor, mm. yeah, not a doubt in my mind at all, and, um, and I think the uh, characters around him will be really good too, I think uh, Rainy will be great, I think, dare I say, I think Vi might be quite interesting around this as well, um, and I think it'd be interesting to see if they're going to coincide the Ben storyline alongside Stuart's storyline, how Callum's going to be torn yeah. one way or the other. In half, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's that's a very good point, actually. I, I haven't even <laughs> thought of that. Um, my thing with the Stuart storyline is, kind of similar to the Ben storyline, it kind of feels like... Again, the story we've got with Stuart at the moment is, okay, so he is um, going into chemotherapy from having the breast cancer, uh, and he's worried that the painkillers are going to make him uh, become addicted. That kind of feels like a suitable story within itself. It's kind of like is the postnatal depression storyline, which presumably is there to sort of push him more towards the drugs. It's kind of like, does that feel like a necessary addition? Is that kind of one layer too much? Again, we're very sparse on details at the moment. So we're just sort of 
theorizing how it might play out but at the moment it's sort of to me it sort of feels like an additional extra that isn't really necessary but i i don't know this i haven't got as many issues with because it's it's nice for stewart to have a big story like this and um, the same with rainy it's like the highways have quite a quiet few months so it's nice to have them sort of out the forefront like this um like you say, Ricky Chample will knock it out of the park. I know he will. And this will be there. This will be Vi's reckoning. I'm telling you now, this is when Vi steps forward. And by the time, <laughs> by the time our character rankings come next year, Julia's theme for Vi. I'm telling you now, that's where she'll be. Um, again, yeah, it's, it's a bit of an issue storyline. Again, you don't know. You loved Mitch after Grey Week, and you didn't think that was possible. So you just hold your horse for just telling me, lad. It was a blip. Um, it was a blip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, again, I've got as many issues with this as I do the. I have, it's not something I was massively aware of. Post, male postnatal depression. It's it's interesting. I think with no. soaps at the moment, and this isn't just EastEnders, all right. Clearly, if you look around and talk about and look at some of the storylines that the other soaps are doing at the moment, do you realise Corey? Um, two, about a couple of days ago, they announced that a a character uh, who is I think about sixteen is going to go through the menopause. That's you know, so menopause in really <laughs> okay. young girls. So I've never heard. I've never heard of this. this. I've never heard of this at all. But presumably, right. it's an issue that affects people. But this is my point. It's sort all of these soaps. It's like they're doing. And the thing about issue storylines is they sort of lose their impact if they are everywhere. If you've got like you know an affair yeah. stuff kicking off, you know you've got you know all your standard soap storylines going on, and then there's a really nice issue, serious issue based storyline in the middle of all these typical soapy stuff. It feels like the issue storyline stands out more. What doesn't stand out more is if you have lots of those sorts of storylines all going on concurrently, and that's how yeah. the soaps tend to yeah. seem to be telling their stories at the moment. It's sort of like immediate. It's sort of looking at like bang, there we go. That's uh, uh, rape. Uh, bang, bipolar. Bang, personality disorder, and it's kind of like. Good, like chill out, like tell these stories like as they're supposed to be told, <laughs> as opposed to just on the conveyor belt, which is sort of how oh, issue storylines feel these days. Like I mentioned the FGM storyline at the start, uh, you know, flippantly halfway through the podcast, but that is a prime example of what I'm talking about. Okay, that was a storyline yeah. that deserved to be told properly, and it wasn't. It was told within a couple of weeks, no. and then all the main action that required all of the work, frankly, happened off screen. That's not how you're supposed to tell an issue based. Oh, well, if at okay? all. But that's yeah. but that's how that's that's kind of how some of these storylines like, are starting to come across. Yeah. It's just you know. Mm. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I feel like they're, they're just throwing so much <coughs> issues at us now, and that's why I have I as I say I have an issue with the issues. I I didn't I didn't know that about Coronation Street. <laughs> My God, I just uh, I mean you're right. Uh, it happens. Obviously, it happens. But it's like such a it's such a I just don't know. I don't know what who are they obscure, aiming that toward it? really? Other than yeah. yes, other than shock value. That's just shock value. And the thing is, if you do it too often, it's a bit like reality television. If you do it too often yeah. you keep wanting to shock the audience eventually they're going to become immune to it and nothing's going to shock the audience anymore and that's why viewers are turning off because they're trying too hard to keep shocking the audience get back to your roots get back to your roots mm. that's what i say that's what i say i mean this is that's what my hairdresser says as well um yeah i know you could you completely sum it up you know it, it's and of course the other problem is you know there are only so many issue storylines in the world that you can tell eventually you're going to run out of issues to tell 
I'm yeah, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. That's what I will say. But as you say, I'm I'm more inclined to agree with the Stuart storyline or uh, yeah, yeah, than what they're they're doing with Ben and poor old poor old Lewis. I feel bad for Lewis. <laughs> anyway, I'll be yeah, and and Ben, of course, and Ben, of course. Yeah, sorry, just before, like, how does Ben get over this? Like, you're expecting us to believe that he's a, he's so uncomfortable with his own sexuality that he doesn't like sort of being out and proud and holding his boyfriend's hands, and now he's going to get raped by a guy. Like, how does a character, how does someone get over that after going through what Ben's already been through? It just feels like too much for one person, but yeah, there you go, sorry. Mm. <laughs> I agree, I agree, and also, and also, who's going to look after him? Because, like, you know, this is a good opportunity, if they are going to, if they are doing this, then surely the most logical person to help him would be Kathy, because Kathy, as we said in one of the emails, it's happened to her twice. And you know it's going to happen mm. at, um... In that bar. Prince Albert, because it's the exact same building where, mm. yeah, the, the Dagmar was, where Kathy was raped, so, you I mean, you know, as I said in the tweet when it was released, it was like, oh, what is, you know, and we'll all go, oh, the parallels and we'll all be like, bah, bah, bah. But anyway, that's that's enough of us. What do you guys think? Comment below if you're watching us on YouTube yes. or get in touch with us with the details that Rob will tell you right now. You can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Walford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Walford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe and click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify or any of your favourite podcast sites. Email us at robwalfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwalfordweekly at gmail.com because he started reading his emails at last, haven't you, Alex? Fantastic. Only took yeah, you a few... Thank you so took much. You literally months. Yeah, see, see how prepared he is when he reads his emails. <laughs> oh, I've tried. I've tried, all right? There we are then. So thank you very much, Alex. I'm sorry for all my own personal technical problems that have plagued us throughout this recording, but hopefully you should come out then you won't notice a thing. The editing will be seamless. He's a seamstress, this one. Absolutely well, they'll know now because you've flawless. said something, Rob. You've said well, you, something. We said at the start. We said at the start that there was technical issues. I know. So, I know. But they don't know. They don't know what we've been through this night. You this, don't this, know. This, this, this you long, don't know. long evening. You don't know. Do we not started know. yesterday. Oh, it's something been going nice on for 24 out, hours this recording. We did. <laughs> we did. I was 24 when I started anyway. recording this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aged as horribly. Right. Anyway, so. Join us next week when we will be discussing the ins and outs of another week in Albert Square. Until then, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye.